What's up, Audio Squad? It's your host, Anthony, here with you as always. We've got a very great episode coming at you today with the band Definitely Maybe. We talk about their new song, Are We Having Fun Yet?, which I definitely recommend that you go check out right after you listen to this episode. The song will not get out of your head. It's been in mind since I have checked it out. Uh, The band has a couple shows coming up in Milwaukee and Chicago, but we get into that. So uh, check the episode out. You'll hear about all that in there. It was an awesome conversation. Um, They seem like great, genuine people. So, you know, it's really cool to catch catch these people um, at the beginning of their career, the early stages. So great conversation, like I said. If you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening, thank you very much for checking the show out. I appreciate it. If you're coming back, I welcome back, and I appreciate you too. Appreciate everyone who checks the show out. Keeps me going. Uh, You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. And either way, if you're listening to the show, uh, just please do me a favor. Make sure you follow it wherever you're hearing it. Um, It does me uh, a big favor, and I appreciate it. You get to hear awesome conversations like the one you are about to hear right now with Definitely Maybe. All right, Audio Squad. We are here with some very special guests today. We've got pretty much the whole band in the house. Please welcome Courtney, Sawyer, and Ian from the band Definitely Maybe. How you guys doing today? Woohoo! Hey. Doing good. Doing all right. How are you? I'm fantastic. So, guys, coming from Chicago, got a new song out now, and we'll get to that. But before we get there, I kind of want to ask some stuff about, you know, the beginnings of the band. I see your first release came out in 2022. Was that when you guys got together, or were you doing stuff before that, and that's just when the first track came out? And what kind of made you guys all want to pursue music as something like, you want to do this, you want to be in a band? Yeah. Um, Well, we all met in church band together in 2019, 2018, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong. Very late 2018, early 2019, yeah. Yes. Um, so we were in church band together, but I actually played the drums in church band. And then Sawyer played bass, Ian on guitar. That's kind of how we started being on stage together and learning how much fun that was and getting to learn how to play with each other and practice and rehearse and things like that. Um, at that point, I think we all would have laughed if you told us that three years later we'd have a band. <laughs> we probably would Yeah, I mean, those were some players. of the first, uh, those were some of the first times I'd ever played guitar in front of people. Yeah, he was, was very not. scared. Took a so. lot of nudging, gentle nudging, or not so gentle. And then um, in like June of 2021, I think, um, was when I came up with the melody and the idea for what would be our very first song. And that was the first time that had ever happened for me. I had never written a song before I didn't think I could write a song I still didn't think we could write a song but I was like I'll just send this to Ian and maybe he'll come up with an idea and I texted it to him and he sent back a guitar part within like five minutes and sent it to Sawyer and he loaded it into Logic and we started building this song and when we finished it we were very surprised and proud of ourselves because we didn't think that we would actually get it done so then we had this song but we weren't a band yet we didn't have a name And we were like, well, do we release it? If we release it, we need to have a name. If we have a name, like, are we going to do this? Should we make an Instagram? Like, what should this all be called? What are we going to do? And so um, we decided on our band name, long story short, um, created all the social channels 
um, just to release that first song. And we didn't think much of it, to be honest. We thought, wow, we got one. How lucky. That's it. <laughs> That's probably going to be it for us. So we had this massive <clears throat> release party, too. We invited, like, all of our friends, rented a space, catered frozen yogurt, had Mario Kart on a projector screen, and um, we went all out because we were like, this is it. We wrote a song. I can't believe it. It's never going to happen again, so we're going to do it up. Um, fun fact, too, that release party is where we met um, or where we decided on our drummer. He, like, came to the party, and he was like, this song's rad. You know, if you guys ever need a, need a drummer, a wink. Um, and that's kind of how that went down. But... Um, after we released WAM, our first song, um, it just kind of couldn't be stopped after that. We wrote our second song very shortly after that. We wrote our third song when we were in the studio um, working on WAM, and then we just kind of clicked right away, which was awesome. Um, we wouldn't end up playing live for another year and a half or so, um, but yeah, it all just sort of fell together very organically, which is cool. Um, and even still, until recently, we've just kind of been going with the flow, rolling with the punches, and just kind of figuring it all out, because we never thought we would get this far, even like releasing a song, which is like, us? Really? Crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. I and mean, that's, cra that's a crazy celebration for the release of a first song. I've never heard that before. That like, it just, so I used to sing in a band and like, I'm just thinking like we recorded my vocals in my friend's shitty stand up shower and then like yeah. threw it up on whatever. But yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so when you guys, you said you played together before in a different setting, when you started playing shows together in, with this band, how was that transition live? Was it a total totally different beast and just new nerves and everything like that oh yeah yeah i mean it was it was tough just because we had like only one song and then we obviously had to play more than one song when we played live so that was that was definitely the challenge is that we didn't have a lot of songs yet when we started but we wanted to play live immediately yeah we definitely always wanted to play shows our first show was at a bar in Wrigleyville, like right by Wrigley Field, which was a fun vibe. It had like the garage door that opens and so the people on the street could hear it. And um, we got to play with all of our best friends, which was awesome. And I think we all <laughs> had a really bad stage fright. And so we just packed as many of our friends onto that stage as we could possibly fit <laughs> and just went for it. And my voice was shaking and it was so scary. but. I think that's probably one of the proudest moments I've ever had was after that show. It was just unreal. I couldn't believe we actually did it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. The first time we played in front of people, I completely forgot the words to songs, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Classic. So I also see that uh, you guys recorded your second song, this time I swear, with Matt Squire, who's produced a ton of great records. What was it like working with him? Oh my gosh, it was a dream come true. He is every bit a legend as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and um, it was uh, quite a leap of faith. I actually didn't know who he was entirely when I reached out. So I had just started to dabble in Spotify credits and Genius and looking up who made the song instead of just who the singer was. And so I found him from... Um, the Fever EP by Against the Current, which is one of his more recent projects. And so that's that's all I knew about him when I reached out. And then I slid into the DMs, sent him the demo, and he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. 
connected me with his manager. And then when I called Ian and Sawyer to let them know, hey, I found a producer for this time, I swear, I Googled him before calling to see who he was and immediately started crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, this is not, I like, this is not real. Um, it was nuts. And then we booked the session. We wanted to be in person. So we drove from Chicago to Beltsville, Maryland, and the car broke down twice. We broke down in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and like had to sit in an Applebee's for like three hours while we figured out what was wrong with the car. Showed we had up the cat with Airbnb. us too, so that was fun. Yeah. Snuck like a our, cat into an Applebee's. The car was smoking by the time we pulled up to the Airbnb in Baltimore, and then we had to Uber, and we were like six hours late for our first session with Matt. And so it was just nuts, but then we get into the studio, and he's just the most chill dude. He walked in with the tiniest MacBook I've ever seen in my life and an Apollo twin interface, and that's it. <laughs> he opened it up, and we just we just went, and it was just a surreal experience. He's so great. The first just... thing that he told us was that time was a construct, <laughs> and then we proceeded to pack, like, three weeks worth of like knowledge and stuff like all into like three days <laughs> it was insane like that was one of the weirdest he was like a guru uh, a guru <laughs> it was that's awesome. awesome that and hearing you say that about seeing his name on spotify just i think unlocked a new like me feeling old like because like growing up like you know i'm 34 i'm not like old but i like going to CD stores and things like that and reading the liner notes and I would see things like that, like producer names and be like, oh, what what else did this person produce? And reading the thank yous from bands and finding bands that way. I never even thought that like, oh, people probably do that now on Spotify because mm -hmm. that stuff is right there. That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, the view credits button is my favorite thing in the entire universe. It's newer, I think, ish, but I am all over that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's been a lot of changes with like all that stuff all being like, and that's that's just that's fine. It's the way it is. That's the way of the world. And uh, one thing that I found recently I thought was pretty cool was because I'm a I'm a collector of stuff, right? I have all my ticket stubs from so I've been going to shows since like 2004, and I have like a photo book like full of ticket stubs from shows. But now everything is will call. You don't get tickets anymore, or it's a QR code on your phone. But there's this app called Concert Archives that I found. And you oh. can literally just categorize and catalog every show you've been to. So I grab my stubs and I put all them in and then all the ones I've been to are on there now like recently. And then it like breaks things down for you, which is cool. Like it tells you your top five like bands you've seen the most, uh, what year you've been to the most shows in a year. It's really cool. Awesome. I need to start doing that because I, I have a notes, uh, like a note in my notes app on my phone of all the shows that I've been to. And I've just been manually like writing it all down. But I was stupid about it when I started it and didn't keep track of, like, dates. So I have, like, the venue, the location, who all played. Dude, straight up, if you just type, like, the band in the city into this app, it finds the show for you, and you just add it. Time to oh, my God. Okay, through. so I can go back through and, like, re-enter all the... Oh, dude, yeah. I need to do that. That's awesome. Oh, I really need to do that. That's <laughs> awesome. What's it called? Concert Archives. Okay. Damn. That's so sick. Writing this down. What's your tally? Oh, so hold on. Let me grab my phone. <laughs> Hopefully it's more than uh, the taco places I've eaten at. I just, uh, I if, just if, 
taco place. If you've eaten at more taco places and shows I've been to, you have an issue, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be so. Two hundred and twenty shows. Holy I've been to. Okay, no. Damn, I've seen four. Four hundred and sixty-eight bands. Across 63 venues and 17 locations. Now, some of that, like the 468 bands, you got to think about like all the warp tours I've been to and things ah, like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, like it breaks down your top bands. Um, it tells you your upcoming shows. 2008 was the most I went to shows. I went to 24 shows in oh 2008. That was that, me a couple years ago. I hit 24 or 25. Yeah, like 2008 was like the obviously year I graduated high school, so I oh had a job, God. but I still live with my parents, so I had no real bills or responsibilities. So I was just at shows constantly all the time. That's awesome. Driving, great. Year. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. time. So moving along, the new song just came out. Are we having fun yet? Super catchy, solid track, great production. I can't get the damn thing out of my head. Um, now my question is, we'll get to talk about that more, but what I got from the song listening to it, cause I, I like to listen to a song and I love when people say like it, all art is up to interpretation and everyone gets different things from it. What I got from it as someone who's, you know, been doing this podcast for a little bit now and there's days where I'm just like, uh, I gotta do this and you gotta remind yourself, you know, you don't want it to feel like work. But what I got from the song was going after the things that you want to do and the toll that it can take on you and by proxy kind of people around you too now a am i close to what you were going for with that and if not what was the vibe of the song when you guys were putting it together you pretty much nailed it um <laughs> when we came up with the song idea it was like one in the morning and we were supposed to leave for la that day um pretty early in the morning for our sessions that we had booked um and we were just kind of putting together demos for the producer to um, listen to and pick from we were going to make two songs in la with this guy kevin um and we had chosen one more night prior to going and we sent it to him we were like we really want you to do this one but we'd love for you to pick the second one and so we wanted to have a bunch of ideas written down and um, we actually had a different song in mind for him. Obviously, Are We Having Fun Yet didn't exist yet, so we didn't know that we would end up working on it. Uh, but while we were wrapping up um, a demo for an unreleased song that will be coming out soon called I Don't Sleep at Night, which we thought we would work on there, um, I just tapped Ian on the shoulder and I was like, hey, check it out. I wrote this new idea. I think I've, I think I've got a melody and I think I've got a guitar part. Um, and I like turned my computer over and he read the note and it was the hook of the song. Um, and at first he like glared at me and he was like, are you like, is this about me? And I was like, well, maybe I was like, but I think it's about all of us. He thought I was like calling him out and like asking him, are you having fun right now? Like he thought I was giving him a message, like passing a note in class. Um, so then I was like, I know it's late and we got to go, but. I have an idea and it's like I hear it really well in my head like you want to just start something new and they were like sure so um, Sawyer bounced what we had of I don't sleep at night and opened a new project and I got on the mic and so the intro of the song that's the first time I ever sang it for them like showing them this is how, how I think the melody would sound so I, you hear me say like something like that and then 
I remember singing the guitar part for Ian. So I was like, can you play something like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I was like trying to sing it over because I don't, I don't play guitar. I'm not that musically inclined. So um, from there, the song just like came together super quickly and we ended up being able to send it to the producer um, that night as one of the options. And he loved it and we were shocked. Like we did not think he would want to work on it. Um, and then he ended up choosing that one, which was pretty nuts. So that was the vibe was 1am, super tired, questioning our sanity for spending all this money and time to go out to LA and make these songs and like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> and is this going to be worth it? I mean, this was before, you know, we had any viral TikToks or we had, a, you know, we had 160 monthly listeners and most of them were probably people that we know or that share our last names. Um, so it was just kind of we were we were pushing and uh, burning the midnight oil and um, we had actually had a conversation prior to um, where we said like hey we have this session booked in LA we have this session booked in Nashville in December um, we're gonna get five songs out of it if if these five songs don't do well like if they don't move the needle for us um, then in 2024 let's let's just pump the brakes um, so we had actually decided, like, if, if these next five songs don't, if something doesn't show us, like, you should be doing this, keep going in a drastic way, we were about to call it. And so that's kind of the attitude behind, are we having fun yet? Is like, we never thought we could do it. It was our dream. We can't believe it. But then it's just so hard. <laughs> it's so much work and it's hard to hold both things together. Um, and like, yeah so anyway that's that's kind of the gist of the song and that was the vibe 1am tired as hell spending so much money wondering if we were crazy and like had having already decided that if this doesn't do well we're we're done <laughs> we're calling it another thing too that I, like some things that stick out to me sometimes when i listen to songs and they did hear was like the way that people will sing certain things like when you say you're fucking exhausted, I feel it. I feel exhausted with you. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that was intentional, but that really stuck out to me. And even subtle things like when the song ends, it's kind of almost like ringing out. And it almost just feels like <sighs> like a sigh of relief when it's mm -hmm. over. And I really appreciate things like that. I love that. Yeah, so we actually, a lot of times when you record, um, especially something a little more poppy, I'm sure you know this because you were in a band, but um, you'll do one perfect take of the chorus and then you'll just copy and paste it it's for all the choruses of the song um and like if there's a pre-chorus you'll just copy and paste and we didn't do that with are we having fun yet we did unique takes for every single part of the song and we had actually um just done the vocals for one more night and we had moved on to are we having fun yet and i was just feeling really discouraged i was tired we had been in the studio for like 16 hours the night before we wrapped at like 3 a.m had to be back by 11 a.m um again just exhausted and um i looked at the producer and i was like i'm ruining the songs i'm ruining them like these vocal takes suck i don't believe me when i sing it and he was like ruining the songs he was like you are the song and he was like trying to encourage me but it's impossible to encourage me if i'm in that <laughs> zone um, and so we were recording this take for the last chorus and we had done like a dozen and I was so aggravated and Kevin, the producer was like, I just need you to like get mad. And I was like, I am fucking mad. I am mad. 
And so that next take was the one that made it on the final. And um, we've, we've posted like the raw clip and you can hear Kevin go, that was incredible. And he like is kind of um, subdued. So, like that was big <laughs> to get that reaction from him. And um, we ended up tapping into something with that take so much so that we actually went back and re-recorded almost the entire song of One More Night too. So like we like went back to the beginning of Are We Having Fun Yet, went back to One More Night, re-recorded everything. Like all of a sudden it was like tapped in. Um, and I there think was it like was like a, I think it was like a clog that happened the whole time. Yeah. Like we were in that mindset of writing Are We Having Fun Yet? Like all that stuff was what we were feeling. And then like, yeah. just at, at one point, like the clog finally came out. It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah. It's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really good. I mean, it, it comes through in the song. Like, it, you were in that frame of mind. You can feel it when you listen to the song. So that's really Thank cool. You. Thank you. So, and that song also was uh, following two other tracks that were released in 2023. And uh, so I'm assuming, is this going to be part of a forthcoming, uh, another EP for you guys? Or if you can't talk about it, that's cool. But is that the oh, plan to do an EP? It. All right. <laughs> we think so. So, I mean... It's so weird and things change so fast. The game used to be singles. You wanted to have a song coming out every six weeks and it wasn't economical to do a full length album anymore. Everyone was doing singles, maybe EPs here and there. Um, now, word on the street is that's shifting. So I guess people want albums now. Um, I don't know, uh, still no plan for an album right now. I mean, I would love to, but no concrete plan. Um, so we have um, four more songs that we have like in the queue ready to go. Um, and we were going to release them all one at a time. But um, after One More Night uh, kind of took off and got a life of its own, um, we are reconsidering the plan and we'll likely release as an EP. So it would have One More Night, Are We Having Fun Yet? And then three more songs that we made in Nashville in December. So very likely an EP. Um, we're not like 100%. We don't have a plan yet, quite yet, but that's kind of the vibe. That's another thing too that, you know, more and more is becoming prevalent for music and bands is TikTok. Um, and mm -hmm. like, you'll probably hear like old heads being like, uh, TikTok, how you, that's not sustainable. That's not a, it's like a flash in the pan thing, but it really isn't. Like there's a lot of bands that you can point to right now that so one song got on there and then the people that hear that they go and they listen to more and that's just how the times are changing like yeah. i had spencer uh from under oath on the show and mm -hmm. he talked about things like that being like those are vfw hall shows now like how it used to be that this mm -hmm. is the new version of hanging flyers up in the mall right 100 percent. and so when you guys started getting that traction with that song on tiktok was it like a slow build or was it just like an instant burst right away oh my god all of the above we the uh, tiktok love it and hate it um my nine to five corporate job is social media so i like to think i know what i'm doing and have a bit of a strategy i've been doing it for almost a decade now um and so that definitely helps with the band stuff and we had been posting on tiktok three to six times a day every single day for probably four or five months that and sounds fucking exhausting it's fucking exhausting not to mention i was also posting for work all the time but um yeah and and not to mention like i mean we were posting that much and we were not getting over 200 views some of them would have like 30 views and i'd be like oh my god we got a share and it'd be like sort of be like oh sorry that was me like, i just texted it to myself to get a share like 
was so frustrating um so annoying and and like the advice that i just kept repeating to myself and ian kept saying um is i forget who said it to us um i think it was someone from beauty school dropout but they said you just don't stop you just can't stop and i was yeah, like okay i was don't stop. i was michael just don't stop just don't stop keep going and so like every time we'd get a video above 200 it was like let's pop a bottle of champagne like this is crazy and like we'd get a comment and i'd be like holy shit and we had a couple of people um that like became the real og fans that like found us then and would comment on every video and they're so nice um and then when we were in la working on one more night I posted, as I normally do, just another video of rehearsing one more night that we had actually recorded in, like, July. Um, and this was October. I posted this TikTok, put my phone down. We continued working on the song. Checked my phone. I'm like, holy shit, guys. I think we're going to break 10K on this video. <laughs> and then it just kept going. And that one got to, I think, like 100,000, which is a fuck ton but now in the grand scheme of things it's like because eh, we have one that's you know at three million but it's like that that was insane and it got to 100k it had a bunch of comments and shares and we were getting followers and it was crazy and we were watching the listeners like on spotify go up and um the song wasn't even out yet and so that was a bit of a problem <laughs> no one could listen to the song um and it was really validating to have had that happen in the studio while we were working on that song because we were like oh my god like now That's people cool. actually want to hear it and so that was the first one to kind of take off and then it gets easier when you have one video that gets traction it's easier for the rest um it's not like smooth sailing after that per se we still have some that won't get over 300 views um but after that we just you know we kept posting four to six times a day kept posting one more night um, and then after we got back, um, to Chicago, we kind of begged the producer to speed things up a little bit. Um, and then we played the song. I can't remember if it was out yet or not, but, no. um, it still wasn't released. We played it at a show. Uh, we took a video and then I would post that three to six times a day. And then one of them somehow just took off and that's the one that got three million views i'm wearing the same sweatshirt <laughs> in that video i wear the sweatshirt every day kind of embarrassing but um the song wasn't out yet and i didn't say that on the TikTok. so then all the comments are like wait what is this who is this what is this song where can i listen to it and we're like um you can't just hold tight hold tight and um so we started to uh like when the song came out we had to comment back to all those people like it's out it's out it's finally out and we had to just trust that like they were gonna come back and listen um because we've we've been told like yeah you can get a lot of views on tiktok but no one's gonna come to your shows it's all talk they don't actually listen to you and luckily we haven't had that experience um but that tiktok started to get a lot of traction it passed up the 100k one it started to keep going i was like holy shit if we hit half a million like is that when I quit my job? Like, is it, did we make it? Um, and we didn't know it would. We didn't know it would keep going. And um, what was I gonna yeah, say? Yeah, it like it resurged after the song was out. Like it, well, it was big, and it was all. It was like bigger than the first one you were talking about. But yeah, so TikTok actually removed the video three times for violating community guidelines. It was super difficult to get them to reinstate it each and every time. They would pull it in the middle of the night. Did you get like a reason, like what guidelines? No, 
None. And so the first couple times I was just able to appeal in app and um, it was like heartbreaking every time that would happen because we were pulling up the numbers like on Spotify and it, there's a direct correlation between the TikTok being live and the TikTok being polled and how much the numbers fluctuate. So, I mean, I was like in tears and um, the second time they pulled it, I was on a work trip in New York and it was like three in the morning and I had a huge day the next day and I was like, they fucking pulled it again. Like they pulled the video down. Um, I would imagine it's because we say the words kill and the word die and the word fuck and they don't like that and we didn't know to not type that in the, the captions. So that one's on us. But I ended up that's having... A, that's, a merch, that's a merch idea right there. Yes. Definitely, maybe. Kill, fuck, die on the back. Kill, fuck, die. <laughs> but it's funny because it's like the theme of the song is obviously so the opposite of that. But um, TikTok like did not want to let us have it. It was so bizarre. I ended up having to use my work connections and I reached out to our TikTok rep for the company I work for and they reinstated it permanently. Fingers with crossed. Your, with your That's boss's right. permission. Yeah. Well, yes, I did not. My boss was like, you should reach out to our rep. And I was like, is that permission granted? <laughs> like I wasn't going to ask, but yeah, I had that thought. Um, and so from then it's just been insane. Like Spotify has skyrocketed. We have 60,000 monthly listeners where we used to have 160. Um, the song is about to hit half a million streams. And we had some that weren't even at a thousand, like and that had been out for almost two years. And so it kind of changed everything overnight in terms of like people actually knowing who we were. And um, the coolest part was that the first show we played, actually first and only, that we had played since the TikTok went viral, um, there was like a little line outside of the venue and people were saying that they were here from TikTok and there was probably a good like 20 to 25 people that were there just because of TikTok. And Yeah, that's, that's a powerful them. thing. Like, um, I've been a fan of Bad Omens for a while and I went to see them when they did their headline run after they did a big summer tour and it was in smaller venues because obviously they didn't predict what was going to happen with that song. Just pretend on TikTok. But no. when I went, I went to the show and it like, when I tell you every single person like had their phone up filming on TikTok when they played that song, it was crazy. And like, they yeah. even address it on stage or like, we know there's like a big contingent of people here from that, but it's like, none of the people were like weird. You know what I mean? It's not like having people that are on an app, isn't something that you should be against. I think it's weird when people kind of say things like that or, or again, it doesn't make sense to me. And like, now granted, there's some things that like, I don't even think it's TikTok specific. It's people like there was one person that had a phone out and was recording and told someone beside them to be quiet because they were recording a TikTok, which I thought was nuts. Cause like we're all at a show. We're trying to sing and have fun. What do you mean? Yeah. That's a little too much. Yeah. But uh, speaking of shows, you guys got some coming up here. Uh, January 26th in Milwaukee at the X-Ray Arcade and the 27th in Chicago at the Bottom Lounge. So, A, how hyped are you for those shows? B, how more hyped are you to play this new song there? Oh, man. It's going to be fun. We haven't played it live yet. Um, we had played One More Night actually a few times before it was released, before it was even done. <laughs> we played it. Um, so that's always fun. But... Um, we're also playing two unreleased songs from the uh, unannounced EP that's coming up soon, which we're super stoked about. And it feels like it's been 100 years since we played our last show, since the holidays were in between and everything. So we just can't wait to get back out there. And 
to play out of state more because we we generally stick around Chicago and we barely even venture out to the burbs so it's going to be really fun to be able to play a show in Wisconsin and one of our actually a couple of our OG TikTok fans get to meet us at the Milwaukee show and we get to meet them and I could not be more excited they're like the kindest people in the universe and so just to be able to um, be with you know people that are all in the same room for the same thing and connecting over the same <clears throat> lyrics and things like that is going to be absolutely nuts I know the the show in December after the TikTok went viral was such a special experience and I just can't wait to feel that in the flesh again for these yeah I I'll say this too, if, if I'm allowed to, um, the other thing that we did in this last week that we haven't really said anything about yet is, um, we shot a music video for, are we having fun yet? And that is probably the closest to playing it out <laughs> that we've done yet. We've done like one rehearsal or maybe two, um, where we're all like playing it together, you know, since recording it in the studio and we got to just like play the shit out of it for four hours and like, it's a really fun song. So yeah, I, I'm very excited to play it out live, and it's, it's. I will say it is the, for me, the hardest song that we have to play. <laughs> um, Kevin did this lovely thing where he's like, hey, you know how you have like three guitar parts in this song? Let's, uh, let's combine it all into one because of how I want to mix it. <laughs> so I had to figure out like in yeah. the room like, how the hell am I gonna do that? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we got a, like a couple of good takes, you know, that day. But since then, I've been. <laughs> practicing my own song quite a bit so it's it's yeah. got a great built-in sing-along chorus too so i'm sure that's gonna go over really good live yeah I, I know are there any um plans and again if there are and you can't talk about it that's totally cool but or even desires to start branching out out of chicago and like if you guys come through here and hit pittsburgh i would love to catch you guys yes absolutely our our goal for this year is to try to hop on a tour um, we'd love to get like a supporting slot um, with uh, some bands that we admire and so um, <laughs> I won't name names but there's a few that we would really want to get on um, and one that could actually happen so cross your fingers and your toes and your arms and legs and eyeballs and hopefully we can get out on the road it's tough because we all still have our nine to five jobs um, so it would really have to be like the, the right opportunity for us to be able to make it work. Um, but we, we've got a, a good feeling about it and we would love to. I, I think we're gonna try to get out to some cities too, um, just with friends like Minneapolis we wanna get to, Dallas we wanna get to, Denver. Um, so we'll see if we can do some like one-offs if, if we don't get a tour that we can um, accommodate then. We'll try, to, we'll try to get out to some cities. Awesome. So uh, one last question I want to ask you guys here before I let you go. And everyone can answer or just one person can answer whatever you guys want to do. But I always like to ask this question to everyone I have on the show. And it's so when you try to make that push to do something creative and your guys instance, it's a being a band for me it was starting this show. You know, you have questions, you have fears. Is anyone going to care? Is anyone going to listen? What's a piece of advice that you would give to somebody that wants to do something like that that hasn't taken that leap yet? Oh, man. Um, I mean, for me, I, I would say, like, if you're going to regret not doing it later in life, then you should probably just do it. And, like, that's kind of, that's that's how this band was for me, too, like, how I wanted to start it. It was just, like, I, I just want to, I'm going to want to say that I was in a band when I was younger. So, <laughs> like, let's just do it. Yeah, 
Ian, do you have an answer? I'm I'm still think there's a lot of stuff that I could say. So if you've got something ready, go. I'm still trying to boil it down. Yeah, I think something I've learned and that I'm really bad at <laughs> is like at least for a while when you start this thing that you want to do, no one is going to give you a gold star. No one is going to understand how hard you're working or how bad you want it. And most people are not going to care. <laughs> like, I showed my dad, not to throw him under the bus, but I showed my dad our first song. And he was, like, passively listening. And, like, the song ended. And he was like, cool. Who, who was that singing? I was like, dude, that's me. Ouch. Um, I was like, that's me. And so you have to be able to give yourself a gold star and you got to be your own cheerleader and your own hype person. And I royally suck at that. I feel like I'm good at encouraging others, but it's really, really, really hard to do that for yourself. And it, you have to. No one else is going to do that for you. And so if you can't find that validation from within, um, it, it's it's tough. And so <laughs> highly recommend finding a therapist before you embark on your journey to creativity and going after what you want because they can help you with that. Um, and just doing a lot of work internally on yourself, a lot of checking in, a lot of um, just, yeah, a lot of mental work there, I think. You got to be your own cheerleader is essentially what I would say. And that it's okay, that if no one's giving you a gold star yet but yourself, that should be enough. And if it's not, then maybe you could go back and, and question, is this the right move for me? Do I actually want to do this? Couldn't agree more. So, yeah, I've been thinking about this. And I think, like, the way that I look at, like, creativity is it's pretty much, like, tied to yourself in, in some really, like, crazy ways like it's it, to be creative is to be vulnerable and all that like that you just can't separate that but like it's like one of the most important things you can do for yourself like just in life in general is to let yourself care about something and like that gets really scary really fast and especially when it's something like um music or like you know like people you can get in your head about like well it's just a hobby or it's just a whatever you put it in a box and that box kind of is prescribed with like a certain level of like care that you can have or time that you spend on it or money that you spend on it and all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, you get like, oh man, I don't know if I can justify spending this much money on a hobby or whatever. But like, um, I just think like it is really like the best thing that you can do for yourself. You know, if, if you know that you care about something, even just enough to like, it's bugging you that you're like, oh, I'd love to try that or something. You just, just try it. You have to. Um, you're doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't. So, um, like, I, you don't have to work very hard to justify pursuing something, you know. And then whatever happens next happens. But get yourself in a position where you can at least try it and keep going. Um, and then at that point, like, once once you have tried it and it's something that you want to do, like, one of my biggest pieces of advice, this is, I'm sure this will translate to other things other than, like, music, but, like, what I tell people with guitar is get a stand for it because you have no idea like when you're when you're in your busy life and you've like I don't know if you got kids or if you don't have kids or anything like that but like there's always something that you could be doing and like the thought of oh man I'm gonna have to take it out of its case and then put it away when it's not like that'll stop you from 
doing whatever it is. So, you know, if you're an artist, like keep a pen and paper around, like just anything that you can do to enable yourself to do it for 30 seconds, even if that's all you have, um, is, is good because, you know, it's, it's so easy to stop doing something. Just go do it and do what you can to, you know, kind of enable that for yourself. Hell yes. That's I love asking that question because I sit here and I, you know, I'm listening because I'm asking that question for myself too. And it's, I, I love hearing these answers and every single thing from there I'm picking something from. So thank you guys for that. Thank you guys for your time today for hopping on the show. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on everything you guys have built so far. You have an awesome thing going and I look forward to, you know, watching you guys and see what you keep doing here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. This was a blast. I'll have um, to make, get back to you on uh, on my concert archives. Yes, when I <laughs> when I put those in. Can you add friends it, on that app? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that yet. I'll have to see because that could be interesting. Yeah. Um. So make sure you follow the band. Uh, Instagram definitely maybe band. Find them on TikTok. Follow them. Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to music. Check them out. And thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for your time again. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Like I said, guys, awesome conversation with the band, definitely, maybe. Thanks again for checking it out. Like I said in the show, make sure you follow the band on all of their socials. Listen to the songs. Keep an eye on them. If they come through your area at some point, make sure to check them out. And keep supporting, keep supporting bands, keep supporting this show. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And we will see you next time on Audio Squad.